All right. Now, right. it's time to talk about the actual topic at hand. So it's time to shift over and talk about the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, no, 5th, uh, 5th, fifth, 6th, fifth, 7th, and 8th episodes yeah. of uh, the Adam West Batman show from 1966. And they are the uh, two-part Joker episode with Joker is Wild, Batman is Riled. And then the two-part Mr. Freeze episode, Instant Freeze and Rats Like Cheese. So, Ian, <laughs> first off, have you seen these? Two, had you seen these two episodes before? I had seen Joker's Wild and Batman's Wild. I had not seen the two with this Mr. Freeze though. Okay, good, good, good. So we're getting into yeah. new new territory for for Ian here now. So we're gonna start with the Joker one. So this is the first Joker episode. So this is the introduction of this Joker. We were introduced yeah. to Riddler and. Penguin, and now we're introduced to the third of the big three male villains of this series. And uh, basically what happens, Joker escapes prison and then decides to combat Batman with his own Joker utility belt. So that's kind of the the uh, idea behind this one. And I just love the start. It starts Joker's in prison, and he's uh, pitching in a softball game. And having a grand little time, and he's a heck of a pitcher. I mean, he's striking people out in softball. Yeah, I know. No easy task. Which I I think that's more of you're a crappy batter, more of a better pitcher. <laughs> it's also weird because it's like, it's not like slow pitch softball. No. Like he's throwing it on a line. Like so, I I don't know what's going on, but yeah. uh, Chief O'Hara's calling it baseball. No one knows what's really going on, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, it's just great because this is also uh, talked about as one of uh, the warden warden Crichton's like a rehabilitation pro like his yeah. progressive uh, penal programs, which we get yep. to hear that word again, which is great. Yep. If he gives them like something to focus on, they're not worried. They're not trying to like come up with a plan to escape. Right. Is his logic right? Which of course makes sense on paper, but um, yeah, sure. Joker clearly had uh, other ideas because. Um, after, you know, he strikes out a couple of batters, the catcher switches a ball out with a different one. And, uh, when the batter hits it, there's Close a up. big explosion. And then all Oak. of a sudden Joker springs out of the uh, jail with a hidden, uh, big ginormous spring yeah. inside the pitcher's mound which they clearly didn't know how to film anything with. So oh, what no. they do is they just show a guard like looking up yeah. as, <laughs> as the spring noise happens. I mean, and he yeah. just goes flying over the prison wall, which I'm glad. Cause like if they had tried to do any type of like CGI or green screen oh, of the CGI, yeah. what are you talking about? This is 1966. Yeah. Well, freaking well, well, there's some computer stuff later on in the Mr. Freeze episode, but yeah, we'll no, there's that. not. That's I not know. computer stuff. That's people like scraping stuff on film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh man, that was great. And um, so anyway, he he goes flying, and he leaves behind a a bust of himself. Now we again we can talk a lot about about this one. How in the heck did this spring get made? And how did Joker secretly craft a sp- giant spring in like a metal shop or whatever they have? And then get it set underneath the ground on a wide open baseball field that anyone can see at all times. And then have that work. 
And how, yeah, how did they direct it to him, like, go over the wall and not just, like, straight up in the air? <laughs> right. And come down, like, shatter his knees, like, ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, no one knows, but, uh, oh, man, it, it's great. I mean, it, th- that is just picture-perfect escape plan, in my opinion. I mean, th- it, this, is, is, this is the well, best. It's no more far-fetched than riding a freaking rocket ship uh, Christmas tree, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week. That was Yeah, so that's pretty yeah, on par. That's, that's pretty on par with the Joker. Yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, we have the an, an amazing scene with the two, you know, the, the commissioner and the police chief talking about how they're just not quite up to the task of taking like, on... Like they do with every episode. Taking on the Joker, which is always my favorite part of the episode. And uh, so, of course, they call Batman... And we have one of my other favorite scenes. Dick is playing, he's taking piano lessons with Aunt Harriet, playing terribly. (laughs) And Bruce is sitting there just like miserable. Yeah, it would seem like that. I'm afraid you're going to have to practice more diligently, Dick. You're just not making any progress with Chopin. Gee whiz, Aunt Harriet. What's so important about Chopin? All music is important, Dick. It's the universal language. One of our best hopes for the eventual realization of the Brotherhood of Man. Gosh, Bruce, yes. You're right. I'll practice harder from now on. Oh, which oh that made me laugh. That was then, so but funny. I, but then I love what like Robin says. He's like, why do I have to learn piano? And you know, friggin' Bruce, it's just all serious. Is all music is important, Robin? It's like the melody that like binds men together. It's like, like music is the universal language. Yeah, where <laughs> it's like, it brings everyone together and could be the secret to people working in harmony. It's like, gosh, yes, like, you're right, Bruce. I'm gonna try harder. That well, is like I just imagine him like trying to say that now with like Cardi B and like <laughs> awful music. Where it's like, are you sure all music is important, there, Bruce? <laughs> oh, but just those moments are just oh, that's what we oh, live I, for I love with this. this show. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, so anyway, the you know, Alfred comes in to tell him that, that the bat phone, which, of course, that's always good news. And uh, so they go to police headquarters and they talk, you know, so the Joker left that bust. And c- clearly the commissioner and chief could put no thought into it because yeah. Batman immediately, they're like, well, what else has a, be- a bust on a pedestal? Well, museums do. A bust? A pedestal? Where does one usually find a bust mounted on a pedestal? In a museum. Right. Or in a hall of fame. Or in both. Exactly. A perfect setup for one of the Joker's jolly crimes. I don't understand, Batman. This very day, the Gotham Museum of Modern Art opened a new exhibit. A comedian's hall of fame. And I read in the paper, they were not going to include the Joker. Just the thing to make him want to get even. Of course. Of course. The museum also houses a fabulous jewel collection. Oh, Chief, why didn't we think of that? Me hat's off to you, Batman. Save the compliments, Chief O'Hara. Now, (laughs) many things can be broken down with that. One, the fact that the Joker would even be considered for a comedian Hall of Fame to where they would have to specifically say he's not going to be included. Yeah. Is interesting. Also, it was in the paper, and neither the commissioner or the chief thought that might be a potential target. So yeah, that's, that's not good. that you know that that's uh, not looking good for the old Gotham City Police Department. <laughs> 
so they go to the museum and Batman's uh, they go into park, but there's a sign yeah. that says no parking. So Batman is like, can it go and move oh. away? And the cop comes over. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. And he moves the sign. See, that, those are always my favorite scenes of any episode is whenever there's like a an actual law that Batman is like, no, nope, we have to abide by it. Like those <laughs> those are always my favorite moments. Oh, it's great. So, you know, they look around and they, they don't really see anything. So they leave. And then, of course, all the the Joker and all his men start, like, exploding from behind the the bus. I, I don't you, really know where they're coming from, to be honest. You, you can tell they're supposed to be inside the bus. But and they're, they're like, just they walking break. around. Yeah, they just, they just walk out from behind. But you can tell it's like, okay, how do we get them to actually break out from the bus? We can't do that. So, just, yeah, have them. Have like a smoke cloud and they come out from behind. Yeah, it. which is uh, which is great. And yeah. uh, Batman and Robin had talked to the, the 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 security guard, and he said there was no way that you can get into it. Nobody could break in, and they really harp on that. Yeah. Um, so then later on, Robin's like, "Well, they could break out," and that's <laughs> when they know to go back. And uh, so of course, Batman, you know, shows up because the, they're going to try and steal the the fabulous jewels. Course. that are uh, there and there's is a giant sign that says the hall of fabulous jewels which is yeah. the other greatest part of the show is every yeah. single thing is labeled very exactly. very specifically yeah which is just wonderful so batman shows back up so they start they start fighting but you know it it doesn't really go too well for them uh batman gets hit on the head with a sword that falls robin just kind of gets overpowered yeah robin's just not not really all that helpful <laughs> and Robin's captured by by the henchmen, and uh, they, well, they're both they're both uh, captured and start to be dragged out. But Bossom, yeah. uh, B- Batman actually wakes up ahead of time, but he, he you know pretends to still be out while they get taken away, and then he springs up and is able to take out the rest of them. But Joker gets away. I swear by all that's funny, I shall never be foiled by that insidious, unconstitutional device again. <laughs> Through the most convenient trapdoor probably of all time. Yeah, no kidding. Um, just right there. So he gets to his hideout, which is, of course, under the um, amusement park. And and he's mad because Batman had uh, used his utility belt to escape. So he's like, this is ridiculous. I need my own (laughs) utility belt, which, all right, we got to stop here again. This is my favorite logic with this whole episode. (laughs) He's like, it's that utility belt that gets him out of everything. There's no thought to all the individual pieces that go into the utility (laughs) belt. It's just like, I need one of those belts because it has everything already. That's my favorite uh, logic behind this whole episode. So the Joker gets his own belt, which is the exact same belt, just with a Joker face on the belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, somehow like yeah, replicates <laughs> every like component of it. Right, right, and somehow has all the same pieces, but then like a bunch more, even more sophisticated Joker themed pieces right. as well, which is just great. Um, and then he he decides he's going to try and steal the the new luxury cruise liner, which is of course being launched uh, that weekend, the SS Gotham. Um, so of course, uh, now, now it's actually Bruce Wayne and and Dick Grayson are at police headquarters because Bruce is of course the majority stockholder in the Gotham shipping company and is a big, you know, big financer of this SS Gotham and, you know, Gordon's telling him about, you know, that everything will be fine and and Batman and Robin are going to be there to christen the boat. So that'll be, you know, a big thing. And then of course... 
a brick comes flying through the window <laughs> with a clown doll attached to it. Now, this is my other favorite thing. How high up is this police headquarters? It's at the top of the building. Yeah. Like 20 stories up. Someone <laughs> just lobbed a brick 20 uh, stories all the way up. I mean, we did see the Joker had quite a pitching arm, I guess, earlier. True. So maybe that's that true. was the, the setup. That's got to be. For, for that. But I just love the fact. I mean, it's it's as good as Batman being able to throw the batarang yeah, yeah. to the tops of buildings. I mean, everyone just has great arms in uh, this episode. And then the other great thing is, so, of course, Chief and Commissioner can make nothing of this doll. So then Bruce just like, oh, can I keep the doll as a souvenir? And he's like, oh, sure. Here, just take that. Well, don't worry, Commissioner. I'm sure the police department can handle it. Uh, Dick and I are already late for that Chopin concert. If you need anything, please let us know. Yes, I'll, I'll do that, Bruce. Oh, by the way, it may sound strange, but I wonder if I could keep that doll for a souvenir. Any use for it, Hera? <laughs> Not for me. The sooner we get this mocking thing out of headquarters, the better I like it. With our compliments, Bruce. A souvenir of your uh, narrow brush with crime. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner. <laughs> We're already late for the concert. Uh, but if you need us for anything, just let us know. <laughs> a fat lot of help he'd be against someone like the Joker. Oh, he's a good man, Bruce Wayne. But not even all his money could buy us another Batman. He yeah, it's not gives evidence. It to him. It's not <laughs> evidence or anything. Just here, take this, Bruce Wayne, and as a memento of your trip to headquarters. Yeah, plus it's not weird at all. It's like a grown man wants a doll, like a clown doll. It's like okay. Oh man, that was great. Oh, that was so funny. And then of course the chief and and commissioner are like, oh, Bruce is, and look at he's just going off to uh, watch a play and stuff. Uh, he's no <laughs> Batman. That's always fun. Of course. Um. And uh, so, you know, they can't find any clues, but uh, it does somehow they deduce about the production like of Pagliacci, the yeah. opera that's being televised um, in Gotham. They're performing a certain celebrated Italian opera. Holy ravioli! You're warm. Pagliacci! So now we go to the opera, which is, of course, one of the most famous scenes in this uh, 66 TV show. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the more memorable parts. Okay. And you have, you know, the the singer uh, singing... um, Vesti Lajib? I don't know how to pronounce the name of that song. Whatever yeah, the, yeah. the name You've is. You've heard of it. It's yeah. the most famous opera song of all time. Uh, the Intouchables. It's, uh, um, is it, don't they do in The Intouchables? Uh, uh, they might. I don't remember. It's but... about the, the crying clown, right? Yeah, it's the sad yeah, clown yeah. opera. So, yeah, yeah. it you know, everyone knows that song. Yeah. And, you know, it's a guy sitting there, and then all of a sudden he takes off a mask, and it's the Joker. The Joker's also an expert opera singer on top of everything else. This Joker is like a renaissance man. He knows everything. Also, if uh, does that mask look familiar, Ian? I I want to say yes. It it should. 
because yeah. it's the mask that Heath Ledger's Joker wears in the Damn opening it, that's scene right. that's, in the bank robbery. It is I, a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's based off of the Pagliacci mask that well, the Joker wears in this TV show. Well, that's great because I like rewatching this. I noticed a lot of kind of callbacks to this episode um, from the Dark Knight. It's like especially later on when the Joker takes over the you know the police headquarters. Yep. And like he films it himself, it's like that shaky cam, mm-hmm. you know, where he's right up to the camera. I'm like, oh, that's totally what you know the Joker did in Dark Knight with all of his little you know, like homemade videos. So yep. yeah, there's a lot of callbacks to this episode. That's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about more of that and coming up in just a second. But uh, so he he then throws sneezing powder out at ba- or Batman and Robin are there and they they, yeah, they go to pounce down. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's put sneezing powder out and so you know they, henchmen they, grab them yeah they they have they can't go Their up against sneezing powder i guess not um, Bad and then the joker says he's gonna unmask batman and robin on live tv sure <laughs> and now people of gotham city the moment you have all been waiting for <laughs> The grand finale, the climax of my performance, the zenith of my career. <laughs> the unmasking of Batman and Robin, the boy wonder. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, actually. That That's, yeah. a, that's a pretty good, you know, cliffhanger plot yeah. right there. Yeah, that's where the episode ends, yeah. Yeah, it's the big, you know, big thing to end. And also, this is the first time we get the uh, the announcer to say um, uh, same bat time same bat. Oh, and yeah. same bat channel. Answers tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. So I know so, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, this is also based on... A uh, comic storyline from 1952, Batman number 73, called The Joker's Utility Belt. Um, also, the girl character, Queenie, is actually from the comics as well. She was in the comics in the 1940s with the Joker. Well, at one point, Joker says Harley Quinn by forgetting what capacity. He's um, saying it like as a Harlequin, like, as yeah, a reference it, to himself. Yeah, it threw me off for a second. Um, but the girl, and in the comics... Queenie actually learns Bruce Wayne is Batman, but then of course was was killed. So yeah, yeah, of you know, course. obviously, this <laughs> these uh, these two episodes were written by Robert Dozier, the son of the producer William Dozier, who's the main creator of the show. Um, what are some other things here? So obviously, this is the first episode with Caesar Romero as the Joker. Um, and I I mean, I think this is the most underrated. Batman character probably ever is Caesar Romero's Joker. Really? Because I feel like Caesar gets remembered more than Frank um, Frank Gorsh or um, or the Penguin. Like I always. Uh, well, maybe, maybe because just because I mean, he was the Joker. But yeah, because obviously the Joker is a bigger draw. But like I, I always felt that like yeah, it's like um, the Riddler doesn't get enough credit. Well, yeah, I mean, I would agree. I mean, he's my favorite, but right. Uh, maybe I guess maybe I guess I just mean as far as Jokers go. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, he's kind of not remembered just because it's a sillier show, but he's so good oh, yeah. as the Joker in this. I mean, it is perfect for this world and this. Just as Heath Ledger was perfect for the Dark Knight world, exactly. Caesar Mar- Romero is just a perfect Joker for this world. I mean, he is at a an eleven the entire time. 
Oh yeah. He never like it, you know Frank Gorshin has you know he'll drop down and and do other stuff and Burgess Meredith will drop down into kind of a more serious tone from time to time but Cesar Romero it's almost never I mean he is just up at the top full speed the entire time freaking mustache painted over that is yep he uh, refused to shave for the (laughs) show so uh they had to just cover it up with makeup which is he's got great he's got great joker hair too like it's always like flailing about like I don't know something about it it's not like the usual like slip back green hair that they yeah yeah, it's just kind of wild yeah and out there I agree I agree I like that a lot um so all right so moving on to the next episode because that was uh joker's wild then the the next part batman is riled perfect it title. starts off yeah it is um he's gonna unmask you know the dynamic duo but batman's utility able belt. to pull out another smoke bomb from the utility belt <laughs> and and uses it to set off the sprinklers of all things oh yeah yeah and uh but joker has his own belt and he has a smoke bomb too so he's able to to get up to the catwalk, but Batman follows him with an, another amazing moment. I love how he's able to throw the bat rope and then just like air walk up the thing all the way to the catwalk. I mean, the the upper body strength God, yeah. of this Batman is just unparalleled. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, But before he's able to get Joker, Joker is able to throw out like confetti or something yep. and wrap him up. And so he's able to escape. And it's a big, a big embarrassment for Batman. It's like um, they talk about it being like it starts like the worst crime wave in Gotham history. Yeah, because Batman and Robin are not able to stop him, so yeah. it just starts. They all the other criminals start going to town. Yeah, and then uh, Joker takes over a newscast, which we talked about a little bit a little bit earlier, and you know he he's he's doing his own show, an episode of What's My Crime. <laughs> which is uh, a take on the uh, TV show What's My Line, which What's was line, a yeah. popular show at the time, and um, he's giving him a hint at the you know the next 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 caper he's gonna pull, and he said it involves a belt and a switch, but not a, not an electric switch, and also gives a hint. What's wrong with this sentence? He who laughs last, la- uh, who he who laughs last laughs, laughs good. good. And then, of course, grammatic, grammatically, he's supposed to say laughs well, and that's how Batman and Robin are able to figure out that it's Professor Laughwell returned <laughs> from Africa with a collection of masks. So they go to try and stop him because Joker's going through there, but then, of course, Joker's ready for him because he's got his utility belt. And uh, But actually, what he actually does is yeah, switch switches, yeah. Batman's utility belt for his... And here's some other great things about this. One, that means Joker made two utility belts somehow, <laughs> and he doesn't take Batman's utility belt. He just takes it off and puts his on it. So yeah. as Batman goes to stop him, he throws a smoke bomb. Now, I don't know if all this stuff was in the smoke bomb or if this was just the thing to set off all the massive amounts of confetti and signs that come flying yeah, I don't, it down. It goes crazy. And signs say "Fooey on Batman" and and "Hooray for Joker" and stuff like that. And uh, of course, Batman then says that they got hit below the belt, which yeah. is just wonderful. Perfect, perfect delivery. And this is where it really starts to go downhill God, for yeah. the uh, for the dynamic duo as the press is like press killing goes them. nuts, man. It it's it it. I mean, it it almost makes you wonder if whether this was made this year. I know, jeez. 
because um, like because the next one is when they go to the Chris and the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because there's some. Oh, I guess like the yeah, whatever the SS Gotham, whatever. Yeah. Well, well, the crime wave's going on and everything. You got the newscaster guilting Batman with with yeah. his son and stuff, which is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they're going to christen the uh the boat, but what they don't know is Joker has put a uh, a different cork in the bottle of champagne. Like sleeping gas, I think. Yeah, right? so uh but they don't they don't know that. Also in this episode, I don't know if you noticed, but there's like three or four scenes where there's a stand in Robin and not Burt Ward. Yeah, I th- I thought I noticed Which it. Which is I thought, so like, weird and I don't like, know why. Must have been some like scheduling or something. But there were, he wasn't doing anything else, so I don't well, know. I mean, like, like some personal thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but there's yeah. – and, and when they're doing the christening of the boat, the entire scene, there's a stand-in for Robin who's just standing with his back to the camera the whole time. And then they'll oh, okay. a couple of times cut to a different shot of Burt Ward reacting to stuff. Oh, yeah. That, now that makes sense. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, And then, you know, so right before <laughs> – Batman is gonna christen it. Uh, he's getting. He's you know the crowd's letting him have it. They're, they're yeah. not not fond of uh, Batman. It if it sounds very much like Twitter culture nowadays. And uh, and then also before he he uh, smashes the the bottle over the ship, he uh, you know says you know he probably needs to take this pill and uh, Robin needs to do it as well. Something something wrong, Batman? No, no, it's nothing at all. I. I just feel a slight headache coming on. Perhaps one of these tablets. You better take one too, Robin. It might be contagious. Well, gee, Batman, I never heard of a headache being... Doctor's orders, chum. Let me get this out of your way. <laughs> and then doctor's he's... Doctor's orders. Yeah, doctor's orders. Chum. And, yeah, because he says, he says, I'm getting a headache, and takes and he's like, you probably should too. And then Robin's like... Batman, headaches are contagious. He's like, doctor's orders. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just take the pill. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, they they uh, smash the the champagne. And, well, here comes this gas flying out. And uh, they, I like know, how, they, they get knocked out. I like how, like, you know, all the people around them get knocked out. But then, like, the people behind the barricade are just, like, watching it, like, they're like they're all fine. We'd be like, what? that's the other best part. Is then just from around the corner, the Joker and all his minions come. It's like, yeah. how did nobody see these guys before? I know. Maybe maybe they like maybe they're just mad at Batman. They don't want to say anything. I mean, that could be. That could be. Um. Anyway, so so they're they're taken away to to Joker's hideout, and and Joker again gets into the TV broadcast from his hideout. Yep. I don't know how, but somehow he does. <laughs> And he says that he wants the uh, title to the SS Gotham, or he's gonna provide a public execution. Of, Literally, of Batman and Robin with this. Beheading. Yeah, with a guy with like a axe. Like, yeah, executioner. Um, so then of course though, the pills that they took were universal drug antidotes, <laughs> and, and they uh, you know pop up, and we got. A nice kerfuffle that goes on, and this has the big, uh, the big sound effects with the pows and boom. So that's how you know they're gonna win. Of course. And um, you know they save the day, and then they, they later you see them kind of watching the newscast talking about how everyone loves Batman and Robin again, and then Dick has to take another piano lesson, um, <laughs> which is which is great, and it's into a another yeah. another great Batman episode. 
Yeah, definitely a classic. Yeah, a whole lot of fun with this episode. Um, let's see some other things about this. Now we talked about how he said he taught he calls his game show "What's My Crime." Of course, uh, take on the, the the guessing show "What's My Line." Now apparently, Cesar Romero actually appeared on some episodes of oh. "What's My Line" in uh, 1952 and 1957. So that's Look kind of that. interesting there. Um, this is also the first episode where um. Uh, William Dozier, who's the creator of the show, and also the uh, the he's the announcer for all the oh, okay. in between stuff. And, yeah, yeah. and this is the first time he ever says the "What's this?" which becomes just something he says all the time whenever stuff oh, happens in the I show. Know, so, so, okay, yeah, so nice. that's pretty cool. Um, Joker breaking into the TV broadcast, a lot of stuff. It, it, it's kind of an adaptation of him breaking into the radio broadcast from the first Batman. Um, Batman number one, which is the first oh, appearance of the Joker. He does that in yeah. there. And then, of course, this has been used a ton um, in the Laughing Fish story, um, uh, in the 89 Nick Jack Nicholson movie, in, yep. in the animated series, and then also in The Dark Knight. So that's done a lot of times. Um, yeah. After that big thing with that. Um, so, anyway, that's that's kind of everything for that episode. So any any other thoughts about this episode, Ian? No, I mean, it's definitely probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah, it's like, I think you're definitely right. I think Cesar Romero, in terms of all the, the Jokers, does, again, have credit. Because um, I, I guess, you know, again, people just I, I probably think that, like, if the Joker isn't murdering people, he can't be taken seriously. Kind of like the conversation we had earlier about the whole, right. every movie has to be rated R now. It's like, yeah, the Joker can't be menacing or a foil if he's not killing people or doing the classic, you know, laughing gas disfigurement or whatever but it's like no it's like Cesar Romero is like his energy and his demeanor and like everything he does is classic Joker like no more no less than any other Joker like from the comics or the animated series so I don't I don't get why he's not up there with freaking Nicholson and like Heat Ledger and stuff yeah yeah I yeah I, I totally agree he's he's fantastic and really should yeah. not be overlooked in the, oh. in the discussion of Jokers. Same, same way Adam West is like not considered one of the best Batmans, if not the best. It's like, I oh, know. We got, Ke- we got Keaton and we got, you know, Bale. And it's like, oh, who, who are we forgetting? It's like, who, who are you forgetting? Adam West, the freaking OG. Exactly. And oh, man, just an outstanding. As far as everything about it, is there a better overall Batman? As far as Batman and Bruce Wayne and look and everything like that, like he, he in, checks in t- every single box. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you're not counting the animated series, which you can't, sure, it's not fair. Yeah, no, like all around, no. Yeah, I mean, he's he's outstanding. I mean, he was in the talks to play James Bond, which would have been awesome. I mean, so great, disappointed that he turned that down. My only, my only caveat is he's not British, but even then, he would. That's been why he didn't. That's why he didn't even entertain the talks. When well, it was good mentioned, he was like, nah, that should be played by a Brit. That's how it should be. See, it's like No, freaking... it's not. It's not. Yes, because it Superman's yeah. played by a Brit. And Spider-Man's played by a Brit. I don't care. I don't care. We can take their things if they can all take ours, and then it's fine. Hey, we they, we have to give them, like, we have all the good stuff. All they have is, like, James Bond and Harry Potter. We, we're going we to get a woman look... James Bond next. No, we're not. Yes, all, we over are. that body, we will. No, it 100% is going to happen in this next movie. Just, it, just it, 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 watch. It, 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 it Just will be watch. will be one movie and it will flop like freaking Charlie's Angels. They're gonna make a my... big deal and make a new 007 whatever in this next James Bond movie, and they're gonna make work. a female James Bond, and nobody's gonna care because they're totally oh. <laughs> just throwing out the entire audience. <laughs> yeah, it's like 
people. We just had two feminist movies bomb back to back. Like, get it through your heads. But anyway. Anyway. So, moving on. Next episodes. Episodes 7 and 8. We got Mr. Freeze and the episodes Instant Freeze and Rats Like Cheese. Which I feel like <laughs> that has no, like Rats Like Cheese has nothing to do with like, <laughs> what happens in the episode. They just had to find something that rhymed. Just, it just had to rhyme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no rats or cheese or anything to Mm-mm. be found. Nope. So, uh, all right. So, this one starts with uh, Mr. Freeze attacking an ice skating rink. <laughs> and uh, he melts the ice rink with a flamethrower. And his uh, getaway vehicle is, of course, an ice cream truck. Uh, Which is like Chase. Like I'm surprised, like the set and everything. Like, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. A lot going on for for that chase scene of the motorcycle cop going after the ice cream truck. But uh, Mr. Freeze, of course, ices the road, and so the cop just slides and can't drive on ice. I guess. I mean, yeah, motorcycles are terrible on ice. Yeah, that is true. So you know, fair enough there. Um, so you know, then we get the, uh, you know chief and commissioner giving us all the info we need to know about mr freeze he can only exist in temperature temperatures uh, 50 degrees below zero um or colder and so of course you know no match for the police department so straight to uh straight to uh, batman and with this one bruce and dick are actually having lunch with three baseball players from the uh gotham city eagles professional baseball team don't look it up they don't exist yeah um <laughs> uh, and the star pitcher, uh, Paul Diamante. That name will come into play later. And <laughs> so, anyway, they say that they have they have some dates to attend to, so they 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 get a, they get out of that and yep. head Try to HQ. And this is where we get some interesting backstory with with Mister Freeze. Of course, he wants revenge. I'm not so sure. I blame him. It was an accident, Batman. You didn't mean to knock that beaker of instant freeze on him during the fight in his laboratory. Nevertheless, I feel it's my duty not only to catch him, but with all the medical know-how at our command to help that sorry creature back to a normal way of life. Because Batman, he feels guilty about it because in their last um, entanglement, that's when Batman accidentally spilled uh, one of Mr. Freeze's instant freeze freeze, onto, onto him. And that's what made him have to live in the stoot to keep his body at 50 below, which is not too far off from the way they adapt it later on. No, but although, like, Mr. Freeze, you can never tell because he doesn't look any different. Like, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, physically about him that, like, would indicate that. And uh, some interesting things with um, this Mr. Freeze. This Mr. Freeze is actually um, not Victor Freeze, as nope. we know now. Hang on, I just blanked on what his name was. Hang on. Oh, shoot, where'd it go? All right, there we go. His name is, uh... Crap. I still don't know what it is. I for- they mentioned it. I for- is it. It's German. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, crap, what are you... Oh, I, man. I thought, I thought I had it written down here somewhere, but... I guess I don't. Whatever, yeah. It's, crap. It's not Victor Freeze. It's all that matters. Um, no, it, it's not It's not Victor Freeze... It's something, it's something else. It's like, nah, I don't remember. Something else. Anyway, it's played by uh, George Sanders, and he's one of three actors to play the Mr. Freezes. Um, It's also by, more famously, Otto Priminger, and, um, 
who else plays um, Eli Wallach. Those are the other two. Mister Freeze's later in the uh, in the series. Yeah, I never seen this one before. But anyway, so where were we? Uh, right after you know, like Batman's talking about how talking about Mister Freeze. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and they're talking about how you know how expensive it is to live in fifty degrees below zero. So they can expect you know a lot of, a lot of crime to start hitting. Yep. They you know so they go back to the Batcave and you know to figure stuff out. And Mister Freeze has his hideout. I don't know where this is. It looks it, like it's in the Yukon somewhere, but I, yeah, it's fairly close to Gotham City. So, but they say it's in the mountains, so I have no it, idea. It's definitely in the mountains, but I don't know where Gotham City is geographically. It, it, it looks like the opening of Kingsman. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. In the uh, which is in the uh, the Al- the like Alps or something. Yeah, it's but gotta be. Anyway, so. That's where Mr. Freeze's hideout is, and he has a pretty high-tech hideout here because he <laughs> keeps temperatures, you know, 50 degrees below zero, but he can also make parts of the room 76 degrees, like, in blocks, yeah, which I, is I, amazing. I, like, imagine the setup to oh have something like that. That's well, nuts. I, this is way, way ahead of its time. I, I was so confused at first because, I mean, the way they, they, the way they demonstrate it is, is basically whoever is not in the freezing cold temperatures is in a, a completely red, like, aura. And I was like, okay, those people are, like, in some yep. type of red, like, laser. I'm like, does that mean they're in heat? And I was like, yep, that's exactly yes, what it, it means. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means. You can't <laughs> overthink so, anything. It's so jarring. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so we go back to Batman, and he's testing a new anti-freezing pill in a portable freezing chamber <laughs> in the Batcave, but... He's not able to do it. He's not able to stay in there very long. He can only go down to zero degrees. <laughs> now, Ian, we got to talk about this. Oh. Okay, one, they make it seem like you can't physically even enter a 50 degree below zero space, which is completely not true. Uh, yeah. It, now, I mean, you can't be in there for very long, No. I, but you I can gonna... like walk through it and not instantly die. Yeah, no, I was going to say there was there was one day in Chicago where it got to negative 60 and I remember walking outside and I could feel my eyeballs starting to freeze. But yep. I, yeah, I didn't just like fall over and like <laughs> shrivel up like I can't function. Right. Like I was outside. I was in South Dakota and it was like negative 35 with like 30 mile per hour wind with like negative yeah. 50 something wind chill. And wind stuff. Chill, it's like, yeah. yeah. Now, my nose started to freeze together after oh. like 30 seconds, but. You're not just going to, like, shrivel down and die. The other no. thing is, Batman is testing anti-freezing pills, not just putting on a jacket. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> I don't understand. Why do you need an anti-freezing pill? Why can't you just put on a bigger bat jacket? I don't know. But then freaking Alfred then, comes with, like, iced tea. <laughs> but then at the end, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. That's one of the best endings ever. It's crazy. But, uh, so yeah, then Alfred comes in with iced tea and he's like, I know I can't have iced tea and eat hot tea. He's like, all right, I have that too. Um, which is pretty funny. So they're working on that. And then we have Mr. Freeze with a, he has a plan and he's got, he's hired five fake Batman. Yeah, that's right. Replicas. Yeah. Five fake Mr. Freezes (laughs) to just appear in public to confuse the police and Batman. They don't do anything. They just confuse. They don't even steal anything. That's the weird part. <laughs> They're just out there to confuse people, which really confuses the police. I mean, we know oh, that. It doesn't take much. But it doesn't confuse the commissioner as much as other very 
much simpler things do confuse him because he yeah. immediately is like, oh, there must be multiple Batman. And like, oh, we better we better let Batman know. And this is one of the few times where it's like, yes, this is something you would need to let Batman know. Yeah, if there are multiple impersonators or whatever. So this is probably the smartest we have, uh, Commissioner Gordon, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And then Batman triangulates all the positions and realizes that they're they're heading towards the Diamond Exchange, of, of course. course. Uh, so sure enough, Mr. Freeze, Robin, the Diamond Exchange. Um, including the most valuable diamond, the Star of Kashmir. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the, uh, but a guard's able to put an alarm off, but free, Mr. Freeze yeah, just freezes him, yep. which is, which, that's that's pretty high-tech technology there, too. Yeah, we never, like, find out if he ever gets, like, recovered or not. No, that's true, but but it, but it looks, it's an interesting visual effect. It is. Um, Especially when they do it later. So uh, then all the fake Batman and Mr. Freezes come in, and they confuse everyone. But then the real Batman comes, and they start to fight. And there's a great moment when, like, there's a great moment when, like, Batman's about to, like, punch Robin. Then it's like, oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Because they're all fighting Batman, Batman's and Mr. Freezes, which is... It's just a chaotic battle. Like, people are just flying. Like, Mr. Freeze is, like, shooting the floor. Like, it is nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, uh... There's a lot going on, that's for sure, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, anyway, but th- you know they get away because they he freezes the Batmobile, so he can't he can't chase after <laughs> him. So the next thing that they expect him to hit is this uh, uh, famous like princess. Fam- yeah, famous princess who has like this famous diamond, which I don't remember what it was called. It's like Circo- <laughs> something Circoli diamond. And, uh, of course, Robin is studying Italian, so he's, like, able to translate it or whatever, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Then later on, Mr. Freeze goes, you know, he goes into her room to steal the the diamond. But Batman and Robin, they're able to, to figure out where it is, and they come to break it up. But they are not successful, and Mr. Freeze freezes both of them. And that's <laughs> not that's not good. I'm sorry, Batman. I wanted to toy with you a little longer, but... That's is the way the ice cube crumbles. That's wow. not. It's not a good sign. It's not looking good for our uh, caped crusaders here. It looks like they're going to be done. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good cliffhanger there. Oh god, yeah, yeah. So they're just sitting there frozen, and uh, so that's the end of instant freeze of that right. episode. So Batman and Robin have been frozen. We pick up in the next episode. And uh, but you know, very fortunately for them, that the Gotham City Hospital has a super hypotherm deicifier Mark Seven <laughs> there, which is the greatest name of anything I've ever heard. Yeah. And uh, so they have them sitting there. They're still frozen, like their arms and legs are still up in the air, and they're lying in there. And what is what is the doc? The doctor's like, yeah, he has to slowly raise the temperature up, like so somehow yeah, that room. that works. Saw them out, basically. Right, yeah. which, which is pretty funny, and <laughs> this is just great. So, all right, I'm gonna play a clip right here because this is just the greatest mode. This doctor, this whoever the actor playing this doctor is, like the best acting moment I've seen in this whole show. You never see someone act like this in this in this type of TV, like in this show, and I love it. So, there's a clip right here. So, Ian, I know I had you pull it up too. Yeah. I'm going to play this. So, all right, here we go. So, three, two, one. All right, 
We got Commissioner Gordon talking to the doctor. Is there a chance? What do you want? Miracles? I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. The best I can do, and that's all I can do. Easy, no, Vince. You've been tough on all of us. Oh, man. Just, just that... Just that... Uh, that's all I wanted to play. But just that doctor... That moment made me laugh so <laughs> hard. I mean, he he's trying his heart out, man. I like, mean, he, he goes for it in that moment. He's just like, what do you want he, for miracles? Like, he just flips on, on the commissioner. And you're just like, like it, it threw me completely off guard. Like, people don't do this in this show. It was so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's it so out of place. It, like, it just reminds me of, like, every, like, like, sitcom I watch where, like, someone goes for, like, an audition and they're just way over the top. And it's like... That's how this guy is. It's like he has one line, but he takes it way too seriously. He's like, all right, all we need you to do is say, you know, like, what do you want me to do? You know, work a miracle here? But, he, like, he just sells it completely. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. It's hilarious. I and, even recognize, I even noticed that. And then we get another amazing moment. So, you know, you're slowly watching the thermostat raise, the temperature raise in the room to hopefully thaw them out or whatever. And then they finally start to move. And they immediately just, like, smile at each other and shake hands. <laughs> what are they shaking hands for? Like, if if we're to believe this, they've been unconscious for the past however many hours. And how would they yeah. have any idea? But it's like they're, they were waiting for someone to, like, release them. And then they finally yep. do, and they're like, yes! And then, like, course, yeah, like they were conscious while they were frozen, yeah. Right, and then you look over, and the commissioner and chief are, like, just grinning with these ridiculous <laughs> grins at them. And it's like, imagine waking up to that. Like, it, yeah. oh, it's, they look so funny. Just <laughs> this, like, weird face that they have. Oh, just that whole moment is just great from start to finish. Them just shaking hands, and like, yes, and then they look over, and they're just creepily smiling at him. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, okay, so I was wrong. The baseball thing happens in this episode. I was, I was yeah, confused. yeah. I was gonna say because after yeah they meet the princess and then Bruce Wayne goes to the game with her. Yeah, that happens in this episode, not in that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's and then Bruce Wayne has to leave because Paul Diamante actually isn't pitching, and they just make this weird announcement where they're like, "He's not pitching. We don't know why." And it's like <laughs> that, I've never heard that happen in a game, but okay. And then there's like a sky riding. Yeah, thing. The, the plane. Yeah. So then Bruce has to leave because he has they, a board like, meeting. We have a board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> and uh, and so and and Dick follows for some reason, even though I don't think he's on the board. But anyway, nah, he's not old enough. <laughs> so they they get to uh, police headquarters and they find out that Diamante was kidnapped, you know, by Mister Freeze. And then of course we find out that Diamante means diamond. Yeah. Duh. But anyway, and also the fact that he pitches on a baseball diamond. There you go. Yeah. Of course. Double entendre. Yeah. Of course. So the, the Mr. Freeze calls, he has demands and he basically, he wants Batman. So he'll give the pitcher back for Batman. Of course, Batman agrees. Of course. Um, because, because, uh, Oh yeah. What he says about him. <laughs> Diamante is the idol of millions of young boys who will grow up to be men or, and they can't let their idol die or something like that. Yeah, it's like we when he says that stuff, he's like, damn, I, I don't even know what he's talking about, but it sounds so like epic. <laughs> it does. The same as like the music line. Like, my God. It so does. It's great. Um uh, Okay, anyway. So But Robin is not a fan of this plan. Yeah. So he puts a tracker on Batman. Yep. And we, you know, 
Alfred comes down. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm tracking Batman. And then Alfred is surprised. Cause he's like, what? Yo, why would you, why would you, you know, why would you do that? You, he, that's not what he said. <laughs> but anyway, so Batman's somewhere in a meadow or it's a park or something. And yeah, it looks like a park. Helicopter, a helicopter comes. comes down and, you know, they throw off Diamante and then Batman, you know, gets knocked out and they drag him into the, in the helicopter. Even though he says he's willing to go with them, they still yeah, knock they him out anyway. Yeah, they cold cock him, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like in Back to Future 2 when Marty McFly is at the Biff's casino and then the all the henchmen grab him and they're like, you're coming up. The easy way, the hard way. And he's like, the easy way. And they just knock him out anyway. That's what it reminded me of. But, um, yeah, yeah. So Robin is, is close behind. He makes sure that Diamante is okay. Um, but he doesn't untie him. He just kind of leaves yeah, him weird. untied and leaves. So, you know, Batman, you know, he's still, he's, a work, he's still young, you know, he's still yeah, learning. Sure. He's yeah, not yeah. as good as Batman yet. You know, yeah. untie the, the, the guy. Who was Somebody will. Yeah. Yeah. He'll learn at some point. But Batman wakes up Mr. Freeze's lair, but he's in the 76 degree, uh, the red section. You can really <laughs> just say the red section or the normal the side section. of the room. Yeah. The, the one with red or the one with like the fake smoke clouds or yep, like exactly. freeze clouds on it. Um, and he doesn't have his utility belt either. Uh, but for some reason he didn't think to unmask him. Also going back to the other episode, the Joker's thing was about to unmask Batman on live TV. Uh, He could have done that while they were about to be beheaded. Right. But he didn't have any interest in that. But anyway, (laughs) so, uh, Batman tries to, you know, to go over and attack Mr. Freeze. But as soon as he gets in negative 50, I mean, he is incapacitated. I mean, he's out. Yeah. I mean, th- this is, you know, you can't even exist in that much. Yeah, He just, yeah. like, dies immediately. Lungs are freezing. <laughs> um, so, of course, then Mr. Freeze then brings him to the dining room, where then we see Robin has already been captured because he's not very smart, which is kind of interesting because this is really, like, the one time you see, ba- like, Robin disobey, like, a direct order from Batman. That's true. Yeah, Batman lets him know it too. Yeah, that does not happen. Yeah, Batman is not happy with that uh, <laughs> whatsoever, and he definitely lets him know it. So, anyway, Mister Freeze has given him a last them a last meal, it's and of baked course, Alaska. baked Alaska. Yep. Of course, he also has uh, a, some sort of a drink, and oh, yeah. that's my other favorite part. <laughs> like I know alcohol doesn't freeze at a normal temperature, right? It would be frozen at 50 below zero. I'd imagine, yeah. So I thought that was fun. Uh, but, of course, Batman refuses the drink because, you know, he's Batman. <laughs> of course. And uh, anyway, he's trying to, you know, he's still trying to get him to turn himself in so that he can help him, uh, you know, get medical help. But Mr. Right. Freeze just wants revenge for, for this. So, you know, of course. So Batman goes to it. They tr- they try a surprise attack, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then uh, Mister Freeze starts to uh, take Treat away the, yeah. the 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 red beam, <laughs> and uh, so only one person fits. And of course, Batman lets Robin stay. stay uh, I, I, yeah, I love that scene where you know, like you know, uh, they're both like fighting over who should be in it. I feel like what Batman says, but he's like, "No, Robin, it must be you." Like, it's like it's just like this heartfelt moment. Like, <laughs> it is. It's a nice moment. Yeah. And then of course, Batman just attacks Mr. Freeze and, and punches him. And it turns out that he was fine because he was wearing... Naturally, you didn't know I was wearing my special super thermal B long underwear. His super thermal long underwear to keep him warm, which is like my favorite moment of Batman ever. Yeah, it's like the thing. 
<laughs> it's like the most like unglamorous like foil ever. No, I'm just wearing really like thick underwear. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it is it is so great. It is so great, <laughs> and it is such a great line. And so the whole time, he actually was doing what we all said he should have been doing in the first yeah, place, just wearing yeah. more clothes. Yeah. And you know, it, isn't that amazing that that's all it takes? Yeah. So, which is There's no funny. antidote pill or anything. I was just. Now, the thing that doesn't make any sense, where if he's been fine this whole time, why has he been faking the exactly. entire time? Yeah, why didn't he, like, you know, apprehend Freeze before, you know, they even found Robin? Why was he pretending to freeze to death Sure. earlier in the room? Like, it, you know, it, it really doesn't make much sense, but it's fine because it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Robin, you know, starts to turn the whole room into 76 degrees, except for just his, uh, Mr. Freeze little section, keep him there. Yep. Of course, the thugs show up. we got to have a big fight. Huge fight. Batman and Robin win. What took you so long? I phoned you before I came in here over an hour ago. We took a wrong turn off of Route 49. You know, then then uh, after they capture them, we go back to uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. And, of course, now uh, Diamante is now with the princess. Because, of course, Bruce can't be with the girl at the end. Oh. And... Um, and then of course, and Harriet comes to cheer him up with with uh, baked Alaska, and they're not they're not too happy with that. So that's Which pretty... I, I don't even know what baked Alaska is. It's I've never some had sort it of dessert. I know I've not, I've never had it either. Like Turkish but... delight. I'm like, what is that? I've heard it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the same way with that too. <laughs> but anyway, another pretty solid episode. Interesting, yeah. interesting, Mister Freeze. Now, some interesting things with this though is Mister Freeze. Was this is the first time the 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 name Mister Freeze. Has ever been used, and actually, okay, this is what it is. Doctor Schimmel, that's his name. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. And of course, the comic book villain was called Mister Zero, which was the same type of character. But for some reason, this show they changed it to Mister Freeze, and then soon after that, the comics changed yeah, yeah. it to Mister Freeze. Oh, okay. I never knew there was the a show, show that did that. Yeah, nice. And then of course we get the, you know, the modern day Mister Freeze backstory Classy from. Look. Batman animated series, Heart of yep. Ice, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. Oh, yes. With that episode. So, and, you know, and the Victor Freeze name and all that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Freeze is so much better than Mr. Zero. Yeah. It does. It just sounds better. It's like you instantly know what he's about. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah Mr. Freeze. Cold. Okay. Another interesting thing with this episode is it's the first time that the that Batman and Robin are unable to use their utility belts to escape oh. from uh, from a trap. So, Fair enough. Okay. You know, we're getting firsts a lot, which makes sense this early yeah, we're in the still series. The first couple, you know? Yeah, first couple episodes. It's yeah. just episode eight. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so those are the uh, next four episodes of the Batman Adam West uh, TV show. Episodes five, six, seven, and eight. And next week we'll go back to the animated series yes. where we will do the next four episodes, which I don't even know what they are. I forget. To, I'd yeah. have to pull the thing out to find it because yeah, we'll it's not out. the same way on IMDb or any of those. Yeah, it's a weird order. It's all over the place. Whatever the next four ones, episodes four or five through eight are in the, the Blu-ray box set, that's what we're doing next. So you can look that up yourself. But anyway. Yeah. That's you should we'll have the Blu-ray yourself. Yeah, yeah, you should already have it. If you don't, don't listen to the show. <laughs> so, all right, that does it for that, and that's what we'll talk about next week. Uh, any final thoughts on these episodes, Ian? No, classic. Yeah, again, the the two Joker are definitely up there for my favorite of the 
series of Mr. Freeze are solid. Uh, I never seen before, so it's weird to see this version of like you know pre kind of common knowledge Mr. Freeze what we know today. So interesting. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review, where I post updates on all the show episodes, the links to all the episodes, and anything else we're thinking about. A lot of Star Wars stuff as well. You'll you'll get on that page for the time being. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that as well. And uh, yeah, make sure and tune in next time to the next episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.